August 2018. August 1, 2018. Have you ever bought a car you thought was rare and suddenly you see the same car over and over on the road? What about hearing a word for the first time and then it comes up a million times in the next few weeks? Well, when we named Logan, we chose the name. One, because it was fairly rare. We liked names we didn't hear everywhere. And two, because it was my maiden name. Logan Ray was actually named after my dad, Ray Logan. So I'm trying to figure out why when Logan was a baby, I never heard his name. And we wanted it that way. That now, especially since his death, it is everywhere. A friend messaged me the note below, and it added to my already questions on why. Why am I being reminded over and over, constantly? I'm sharing a few of the examples. They have become so many, I started to keep track by sharing just a few. Ironic or not? This dog tag and what it says gives me chills every time I look at it. Okay, this is so strange and good at the same time. Remember I told you I had to go out and walk Haley? We just left and got on the sidewalk and walked about 50 feet when Haley kept pulling me to go in a certain direction. So we did. We've walked over there many, many times over the last few years because now there are just so many dogs in our neighborhood. I try to avoid them. And besides, we really enjoy walking over there at the park. Anyway, we made it around halfway, and she stopped to do her business, and I picked it up. I started to throw the bag in the trash can that they have right across from where she stopped, and I looked at the ground right next to the trash can. I saw some dog tags sitting half in the dirt and half out of the dirt. I pick them up, and I just held them in my hand until we got home. Since they were dirty, I grabbed a paper towel to put them on while I went to get my glasses so I could read who they belonged to. When I turned over the one with the dog picture on it, I couldn't believe my eyes. The dog's name is Logan. Lori, I can't tell you how many times over the last six months that I have come across his name just in unusual places, unexpected places, and just out of the blue like that, and I think that there is some reason that this is happening. A couple of months ago, I was in my car looking up a Colorado Springs address in my GPS. It should have easily been found the first time I looked for it, but my GPS displayed another city in Colorado. And when I looked at the screen, there was his name again, Logan Street, right there. I thought, how weird is that? Because that other city shouldn't have come up. Because when I tried again, I found it right away. I see and hear his name often on the phone, when people are calling in for estimates, their name is Logan or they live on Logan Avenue. It just happens over and over again. A few months ago, I couldn't sleep. I got up in the middle of the night to watch TV and I was trying to find something to watch until I felt really sleepy. I turned the TV on and hit the guide. The first thing I saw was the movie Logan. It was getting ready to start. It is just so coincidental that I see this all the time. And when this happened this morning, I decided I finally had to share this with you. I know I've told you before that I have felt so drawn to you ever since this happened. 
I considered you a dear friend to me before this, but this just feels different now, and I don't know why. I feel so strongly that there's a purpose for this, but I don't know what that is. I do believe in signs. I believe God puts them in our path for some reason. I really believe that. Maybe this is God's way to say don't forget about Logan and always be there for Lori. I hope this does not make you sad or anything, but I just had to share this with you. Coincidence? I've been personally caught many times saying nothing is a coincidence. So I guess that this is not either. Hashtag miss him so much. Hashtag suicide awareness. August 2nd, 2018. When you have your preteen or teen talk about sex, please include depression. Because often, once entrapped in this disease, it's hard to get out. It's a twisted and circular illness that, by definition, doesn't allow one to make the obvious decisions. Just get up? They have no energy to. Just go to class? They lack the motivation or concentration once there. Just get help? They don't see that anything can change. They hurt. But being useless or a burden is way better than dead. If those negative thoughts and feelings are left to simmer long enough, those sensations turn to a certainty of being a burden and useless and that there is no way out. It won't or can't get better. So we have to prevent before it gets to that point. Depression should be a common talk in every household. Your kids should know if depression runs in your family. It's very genetic. Teach them that it can affect anyone, though, and that they need to take care of their mind, just like any other part of their body. Teach them it's a disease that is not their fault. It's like cancer. There are some things you can do to prevent it, but oftentimes you don't see it coming and you don't know why. There are some things you can do once you have to treat it, but if you do nothing for it, death can be a result. Teach them that there is no shame in getting help. Teach them how to get help. Tell someone how you feel, a friend, a parent, a school counselor, another family member. Teach them some treatment options. Counseling, therapy, support groups, books, learning coping skills, diet supplements, and medication. Teach them symptoms to watch for in themselves and others. These may include, but are not limited to, changes in sleep, appetite, energy level, concentration, daily behavior, overall mood, or self-esteem. And you don't have to have all of them, by the way. If this can become normal conversations everywhere, kids will see less shame and reach out earlier. The more help and coping skills they see available to them, the more likely they never get to the point of feeling completely hopeless. Because once there, all this teaching and reaching isn't nearly as useful, and sometimes too late. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag suicide sucks. Hashtag depression. August 4th, 2018. I never got a response to this text. Can you believe I had never watched a Harry Potter movie before Logan's death? 
I'm just not generally a fan of what I had considered a sci-fi, fiction, or make-believe movie. Wasn't against it in any way. I just wasn't interested. I knew if I watched it, I probably wouldn't mind it even. But mainly, I had so many better things to do. Let me tell you, I had nothing to do that could have been better than spending time with my son doing what he loved. And man, do I struggle with this reality even today. How much closer would we have been if I would have shown interest in his favorite book and movie? Would he have confided in me after a nice chat about Harry's struggles? In our grief and loss for what to do with our thoughts and moments, just two days after Logan's death, our family watched the first Harry Potter movie together. Only I was the only one that had never seen it before. One of my biggest regrets. Don't let it be yours. Is there something your kids or spouse or friend is interested in that you kind of blow off? Spend an hour or two engaging that activity or interest and then smile and say, this one's for you, Logan. Hashtag keep his memory alive. Hashtag miss him so much. Hashtag suicide awareness. August 7th, 2018. Just another day of picking Amaya up at camp? Nope, because this camp is at the UCCS soccer fields. That parking lot that means so much more than a place to store cars of hopeful visitors and future graduates. Not just some concrete area that is the pathway after people leave games with either joy because of a win or frustration and anger from a loss. Or those same feelings related to class that day, as it's also a commuter lot for the buses. While I've experienced all those emotions from Savannah's time there, and certainly Logan experienced these leaving school for the day, it's also a parking lot that changed our plans, our family, our future, forever. And I have recent new emotions surrounding seeing it and being there. Because recently, I was able to abridge the area and my thoughts where Logan parked his car before taking his final breath. We knew approximately being told four diamonds parking lot from the officers that knocked on the door. But now I have the lot number, the area of that lot, and which direction his car was facing. Because about two months ago, I read the police report. I admitted something I had always wanted to read, but then also at times felt creepy about it. I wondered why I desired that peace. But one thing I have read is that survivors of suicide often want every last detail that they can get, which comforted me that my thoughts were not psychotic. We are searching for any answers, knowing we won't ever have them all. But each detail gives me one more answer to hang on to, even if that leads to more questions or is something we wished we didn't know. But it's like I'm gathering Logan's game cards to hold tightly in a box they were purchased in for safekeeping. This was a known piece that still existed untouched, so it sort of left a stone unturned in my mind. But I had been somewhat okay with letting it go, wondering if it might cause me more pain. Then the Aflac claim letter came. We need more information. Can you please send a copy of the autopsy and police report? 
Mind you, I had filled out the claim form in complete truthfulness. Death listed as suicide. Hmm. Were they considering this claim and I really just need to send them the remainder of what they were requesting? I called customer service and explained to the lady the situation. I told her I thought that this claim was invalid because the death was a suicide. If they were seriously considering its review, I would go through the painful process of getting those documents, but made it clear that this was not easy for me. The lady replied only to say she could give me no information and that I needed to send in the documentation. I pleaded, if you know these types of claims are automatically denied because of suicide, can you please just tell me that? You are not giving an opinion. It's not interpretation. Is it a listed disqualification in the policy? Her response was that I just needed to send in the information requested. I assumed that meant there was hope. So we did just that. Sent for the info, and then one day I opened up my email box, and there it was. Logan Borman autopsy. I still can't imagine what it was like opening it up. I must have sort of visited another dimension in my brain so that I could avoid much of the pain. But when I got the police report, there was something about anticipating reading it that made me hopeful. Hopeful I would be able to find out the exact parking spot so that I wasn't left to wonder which of the 200 spots as the most precious to me. Spending more time filling out supportive paperwork, I sent in the forms only to receive a letter via mail. Your claim has been denied. Suicide. Thanks, Aflac. I appreciate the added pain and lack of sensitivity for something you could have been clear about from the beginning. Anyway, back to the report. It was not completely but fairly informative, redirecting me to a different parking lot. While it was still within the location of that sacred area, It wasn't the parking lot adjacent to the fields. It was the other direction from where I had often thought about, stared at, wondered about. Clarification within a much smaller area and eliminated down to a couple of spots. But oh, I had more answers. Since gathering this more descriptive area, I wanted to go there. I think about it when I'm home. I think about it when I'm driving on the highway along the route or even when I'm stopped at the stores along that front. Maybe today is the day to go there. To stand there and leave flowers, perhaps. To just sit and cry and think. To look for the bullet that was never found. Maybe I could find it. Would that be special or horrible? I'm just not sure. That spot. Something just lures me there. But then I somehow can never bring myself to actually make the turn and direct my car that way. Until today. Unintentionally. I was forced to go through that roundabout to pick Amaya up, passing by within 15 to 20 feet of the area I have visualized as it, the end place. I anticipated it all week, all morning, and my heart got really heavy as I made the turn towards the east where I could see the stadium. But as I approached... All I could see were some temporary fences, big machinery, men in hard hats, working and tearing apart that area. What? 
Are they making a new parking lot? Paving it? Expanding and building or creating a new one? I couldn't tell, but my thoughts were of another ending. I would probably never find that bullet now. I will never get to visit the dirt as it was. My provisional grieving area that I had only visited in my mind thus far was gone. Never to be what it was before, just like everything else. Yep, just another day picking up a kid somewhere. Hashtag miss him so much. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. August 11th, 2018. Sometimes I don't have the energy to cry. And sometimes I don't have the energy to stop from crying. P.S. I recently found this sweet picture of Bryce and Logan on my mom's phone. It was taken a year ago this week. I'm thankful for pictures I didn't even know existed. Hashtag miss him so much. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. August 12th, 2018. I posted the following letter in my work group a few weeks ago because so many people told me it was very helpful and because this suicide is happening all around us and people don't know how to respond, I decided to share. Every circumstance is different and this, of course, is directed to a work situation. But hopefully it will give you a little insight. Hey all, Heather has to come back to work next week. Some feel so ready, and some of us come back because we have to, and is feeling very unready. I can relate so much to this. It's such a high anxiety time, for many, many reasons, that no one can really understand completely, or that time will even allow it to explain. But even I can't relate exactly, or know how she will respond to things. We are all just so different. With her permission, though, I thought I would give you a little insight on how you can help make it as smooth as possible for her. For those of you that are new, Heather's 13-year-old daughter took her life a few months ago, a couple months after Logan. What I can tell you is that I was super worried about crying all the time and that I wouldn't be able to complete a task at times. I wasn't sure how I wanted people to respond when they saw me for the first time. And it's always a hard thing to predict how you might respond, or even what people might say. And sometimes you think you got it down, but your emotions on certain days or even moments can be very unpredictable. Here's a few thoughts. Try not to ask, how are you? That's one that is always hard to answer. People will ask because it's just a common greeting that comes out without thought, but try and avoid it if possible. You can say, I've been thinking about you instead. Although I didn't and don't want to pretend nothing happened, I also didn't want to be addressing it over and over at work. But my opinion is that if you don't say anything at all, it's hurtful. You just went through the worst thing that could ever happen. And so when it's completely ignored, it makes you feel like people think it's no big deal or that the event is over and you now moved on and back to work. I know people aren't thinking that necessarily, but that's how it feels. I realize some people just don't know what to say. So here is my advice. Just let her know how much you missed her or that you are happy to see her. Let the hugging come naturally and not forced. 
If you are a hugger and it's genuine, it's okay. But if you aren't, don't force it and feel like you should. It's better to not then. We aren't all huggers, so that's okay. So many of you reacted these ways to me, and it was very comforting. I didn't feel like I had to say anything back except maybe thank you. And then if I wanted to elaborate or say more, I could, but I didn't feel obligated to. Lastly, give her the chance to verbalize if she needs help, a timeout, or break. I think when people check in too much, it causes you to feel like you're incompetent or that people are worried about you or if you can do your job. I know that's not anyone's intentions necessarily, but that's how it can feel. Or it just makes you feel like people are thinking about it all the time. You want people to love you and care, but you don't like to feel or be reminded that it's so on the forefront of everyone's mind because you already know it is. Hugs. And thanks for taking the time to read this. You guys are seriously friends, not coworkers. August 15th, 2018. Today is eight months. I bought this little wall hanging about a year ago. I thought it was different was a good reminder and so I stuck it in the main bathroom where I would see it a lot. I was looking at it intently this week and thought that's exactly how I feel. Injured. I have nails everywhere prodding me sometimes being hammered so deeply more than necessary but my faith is still very intact. If you're wondering how it feels to lose a child I would describe it right now as being injured. I've seen it written that it's like a hole in your heart that can never be filled, and so you are never whole again. I guess that is pretty accurate and one way to describe it. But lately, I would describe it more like this. I walk around injured. I don't always think about my injury or feel it as intently, but it's always there. There is a pain lying within my being that doesn't go away. Even if I'm not actually focusing on it, or how bad it's hurting. Sometimes it's just in my head, and sometimes it's in other places, and sometimes it's everywhere. I don't, and I've read that I won't feel the same as before, and I suppose that means I'll have a pain that will never totally heal. I used to be the old Lori, old Lori that had some bad days and some good days just like everyone else, old Lori that had some really good high emotions, and old Lori that would sometimes feel super sad about things. Old Lori that was pretty much like anyone else. Now I feel like a different Lori, and different too than almost anyone else. And all my emotions have a piece of me that is not like before. Have you had an injury that you have never recovered from? Sometimes it hurts really, really bad, and sometimes you can keep yourself busy enough to cover it up for a bit, but it's still there. I'm not saying I don't have peace, but I think I will always feel like there is something hurting. Not a monkey on my back, but a chronic pain. I'm thankful that I have that hope that God will continue to buffer that pain and even show me why it can be good to feel it. I'm thankful that my faith is wrapped up in those nails, just like my wall hanging. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. August 17th, 2018. Have you heard that phrase, your worth is found in God and not in the opinion of others? What about the opinions of yourself? 
because man, this is really hard. This is something suicide survivors, those left behind, immediately race to. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? How could I have not known this? How could I have ignored or missed or misinterpreted or forgotten or... And the list seriously goes on and on. And it doesn't matter if you were his friend, his teacher, his sister, his neighbor, his Boy Scout leader, his gaming partner, and especially his mother. We all feel like we were bad at our affiliation. I certainly have felt the bad mom role, and it has taken me to deep, dark places many times, particularly when I reflect on the last couple of days leading up to the knock on the door from the police. So many things I thought to do at the time, but I didn't. I prayed and prayed, but I didn't act. Even though most of the time I try and focus on the good things I did as a mother when I go there, it's a constant battle with myself, and I have sobbed for hours wishing I was a different mom for Logan. When you do this, you will feel broken and depressed. At the end of my tunnels, the only thing that has been able to get me to the other side where there is light, is when I remember that it doesn't matter what I think of me. I often pray, I don't want to feel like this. No one wants to see me like this. There are people that love me, so please help me help myself. As a believer, it's about Jesus. It's about Him and my purpose on earth and how I'm supposed to be fulfilling that. He knows all my imperfections and still loves me exactly the same. If he can forgive me, knowing everything he knows, I should be able to as well. Now, I'm not saying I have totally forgiven all the things I regret and wish, but I'm able to take a deep breath and keep on living just remembering these things. Sometimes I can't even remember them and have to literally read them. I have to see it in writing. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 7 says, You are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. August 19th, 2018. Last night was one of those really lonely moments. I was on my way to see my parents, both my girls on each side of me in the airplane, all day had been sad and bad, but once my headphones went in and the lights went out, I just couldn't stop the tears. A bunch of 19 to 20-year-olds behind us were just laughing and talking the entire time. I was so jealous of the fact they get to be on a trip together, going to Vegas, but also wondering which ones were faking it. I always think that. There have to be many in each crowd struggling. The stats say so. I should have been thankful I have my two girls and we get to spend time together, but honestly, it just wasn't enough at the time. Anyway, sometimes I just go deep, and sometimes music makes it worse. 
I sat there thinking about only me, being selfish and knowing surely there are many on the flight hurting too. I couldn't imagine they were hurting any worse than I. I hate it when I feel that way and so lonely. I know my God is with me and usually it's a comfort, but occasionally nothing is. I just want you all to know this happens occasionally. So if it's happening to you, you are not alone in your lonely thoughts. August 21st, 2018. Memories. You may see this picture as a pair of shorts with a paint stain, but you see, yesterday this simple paint stain tore my husband to pieces. He said, do you know what this is? It's paint from when I was helping Logan paint his ice cream truck costume. Seeing the pain in his face was just unbearable. It's unbearable as I'm writing this now. Logan always loved Halloween and would have such creative ideas for his costumes. I'm pretty sure this was his last costume. I guess maybe the last time he had the energy to be creative and excited about this day on the calendar. Halloween is coming sooner than I think. I'd be happy to skip that day this year. These sheets, these twin sheets, they've been under Amaya's bed. She recently moved to Savannah's old room, so I've been cleaning and going through things. I stumbled upon these sheets and my day suddenly turned into a tunnel again. These sheets were on Logan's bed since he was probably three. He used them for years until we made his room into an army room and changed everything to camo because as a little boy he wanted to be in the military. We don't need these sheets. I don't need to keep them. But then my heart struggles with the memory. I held them so closely and just like they write about, felt suspended in time. My brain and heart argue all the time something like this, don't need, to not sure I'm ready to part with, to Laura, you're being silly, these are just sheets, to I seriously can't believe this is my life, to I just want to give you a hug again, you laying in these sheets on your top bunk, your skinny little body with your shirt off and a board game at the end of your bed. Getting rid of these sheets means I'm standing true to my not going to become a hoarder, keep it clean and simple lifestyle. But getting rid of these sheets is one more step to forgetting. Healing maybe, which is not what I want. But if that comes with more distant memories, then it's not what I want. And then I was cleaning off books. I really wasn't prepared for this one. Inside, my mom had written a special note to three-year-old Logan. Jeez, really? How did I not know what was inside this book before opening it? Why did I think it was just another book on her shelf? And then I began to read it. This book was created just for Logan, with his name throughout the story. That name is so hard to read. I wanted to be able to smile, but I couldn't. Adventures. Make believe. Ah, that was definitely him. Seemingly a perfect description of who he would become. An omen of his life? For a little while at least. Then he stopped believing. He lost his adventurous spirit. Why couldn't he had just found some fairy dust? He could be flying. I'll just hang on to the last words in this book, where he says, follow me, as they flew into the sky. Heaven is in the sky, isn't it? Can't wait to follow you there, Logan. I know it's the greatest adventure to never land that could ever be. Hashtag miss him so much. 
Hashtag isn't heaven in Neverland? August 26th, 2018. I have all kinds of notes in my phone for different things. This one is on sizes, so I would be able to look quickly if I saw a deal or wanted to buy something for my kids or Glenn. I just can't bring myself to delete Logan's info. I know I don't have to, but I wonder when I will feel like it shouldn't be there anymore. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag this sucks.